Possum Podcast. Toot toot. Hey, Mr. Possum. Yeah, what's up, buddy? I saw your uh, your old friend uh, Optimus Prime was on the news uh, earlier today. Did you see that? Did you see Optimus on the news? Yeah, I saw him and brought up some old memories. Yeah, you used to hang out with that guy. You used to know that guy. Yeah, he's real stingy about turning into a truck, even when it was hot and I couldn't get no air conditioning. You know, there's no air conditioning just coming out of him when he's walking around like a dang robot. Do you think maybe he felt like he was being used by you, like you were only hanging out with him because he had the potential oh, yeah. to turn into a truck cabin with air conditioning? Yeah, and I, I did say to him a lot, come on, let me use you like a truck. He didn't care for it. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was on the news earlier. Uh, he was on one of them business news shows uh, complaining about the price of gas. Ooh, I'll bet. Yeah, yeah. He said the price of gas is uh, doing him in, doing his head in. And I, I, I feel you, Optimus. I mean, that's tough. That's got to be real tough. Like, he's, he's dependent on gas for mm-hmm. for movement. I mean, gas is like his gas is like his blood or something, right? Yep. It's like, yeah, your blood's more expensive now. Pay up yeah. or die. Soda water's up like two bucks a 12-pack, and that is almost enough to where I start uh, trying to do the math in my head and figuring out how much I am spending per can of soda water. Mm-hmm. Best not to think about it. Now, talking about uh, Transformers, it'd be cool if I could transform into a machine that makes soda water, you know? Ooh, yeah. Wouldn't that be cool? I'd have like a little thing where a can of soda water would pop out of me, and then I would turn back into myself, and I would just drink the can of soda water, right? Yeah, you're a perfect little never-ending machine. Like a closed system, I guess. Yeah, perpetual energy and fizziness. Now, that does raise the question, Big Hell, you know, where's that water coming from? From you? Oh, yeah. Ugh. I don't know. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably want it set up so I could, uh, I don't know, I'd have to, like, hook myself up to the hose outside or something, you know? Oh, so you're going to make your, your outside hose water fizzy? Yeah. I love that. I guess I'm sodifying hose water at that point. I think you're on to something. That could be, like, a nice budget option. At the, you know, you walk into the gas station, you see sodified hose water, <laughs> and it's like, a buck cheaper than the seltzer water, you know? Five bucks a gulp. Have at it. Boy, it's kind of interesting to consider what it might be like to have shape-shifting properties like, uh, well, like Optimus Prime or uh, Odo from Deep Space Nine or Mystique from that Dark Phoenix movie. Oh, yeah, I'd love to be able to shift my shape. I'd love that. Now, Mr. Possum, what would you shape-shift into if you could? Well, I would ship shape into probably just an old dirty pair of shoes. And the tongue of the shoe is my tongue. And I get to be stay warm. I get to keep my ear to the streets, step yeah. in all sorts of stuff, and I'd make him clumsy so he accidentally stepped in stuff that I wanted to experience. Right. Shoes. Right. And he's like, oh, man, I stepped in this jello all the way up to the tongue. And you're like, yes, you did. Mm-hmm. I turned your ankle too, didn't you? Yeah. I had to bend that tongue down to get a taste of that jello. Wow. That sounds like a cruel existence uh, with, with you in charge of what I do with my feet. Oh, you wouldn't want it. I think this is a fun topic for the show, Mr. Possum. I think tonight on the show, we should say what we would shapeshift into if we had that power, you know? If we were able to transform into things what would we be? We're skin changers, baby. It's the long-awaited skin changers episode. The skin changers episode of the Big Hal and Possum podcast commences right after this. 
Doot doot. Doot doot. rubbing my hands together excitedly. Tonight, we're going to be talking about what we'd like to shapeshift into. Big Hal, what's the first thing at your list? So I thought long and hard about this during that uh, song we just played, and I I think it'd be cool if I could transform into a goat. A goat? Okay. A goat. A goat. Now, goats are, of course, notable for their agility and climbing ability and hardy constitution. And obviously, being a goat, I would be able to spy easily on farmers and goat herds and learn all their secrets. Well, sure. But the real reason I want to be a goat is perhaps a little more philosophical. Mm. I want to know what it's like to have it made. What do you mean? If I were a goat and I looked out over my lawn when it's a week or so due for a mow, I wouldn't experience a feeling of dread or embarrassment or stress, what I typically feel when I see that sight. For a goat, an unmowed lawn is like a big old bowl of bold party checks mix. Mm. And you just got to jump in and get to snacking. The goat's whole day is snacking. And the earth provides the goat with his favorite snack. I'd like to know how that feels, Mr. Possum. Oh, ho-hum, another day clocking in at the snacking factory. I wonder if it would get boring, you know? I wonder if it'd be too much of a good thing. No, no, goats don't get bored. That's, that's high entertainment for them and a snack. They do love it. They do seem to really, really love... Chewing on the ground more than anything else. You could like show them a an iPad and they'd go, no, I'd rather chew on the ground. Mm-hmm. I think that when you turn into this goat, you should be called Mo. I think your name your name should be Mo. Mo the goat? Yeah, Mo the goat. I'd be like, hey, hey Mo. And that's all it's a way to get your attention and also a way to tell you to go mow it. I think Mo should be the name of my yard, because then it's Mo the Grass, you know? Oh, so that toot toot. <laughs> Mow the grass. Mow the grass, yeah. This is my this is my lawn, mow. Now it sounds like you're commanding your guest to <laughs> mow the yard. This is my lawn, please mow it. This is sort of a strange uh, avenue to go down, but we don't have to we don't have to solve all these problems right now, Mr. Cross. We don't have to figure out what the goat is called. We don't have to figure out what the lawn is called. Uh the last thing I want to say about transforming into a goat is you know, worst case scenario, let's say it is boring. Let's say I, I do get sick of it. At worst case, I, I turn back into myself at the end of the day and I have a cold brew and my lawn is cut. Mm-hmm. You know? And your belly's full. Yeah, and I've been snacking all day. Now, what happens when I turn back into myself and my belly is full of grass? Mm. That's, another, that's another question for another day. Well... I mean, I got a quick answer for you. All you got to do is just shapeshift your body to, to be like, okay, form of Hal Dottie, but with the digestive system of a goat. Goat, goat. And then you just, you know, deal with it as a goat inside. You have the insides of a goat and the outsides of a man. So I just turn my head back into my head. Yeah. And let the let the digestive system work cook while I watch Real Housewives. That makes sense. Exactly. You can have a normal life with just a, a goat body and a human head. and You can go out on dates 
You can see the town. You can watch your shows. Nothing you can't do. I've got to keep this body just for a little bit longer. Feels like there's still some grass in there. Yeah, that's fine. That's the life of a shapeshifter. And you have to respect it. You do. You have to let him cook that grass down. <laughs> Mr. Possum, what's something you'd like to be able to shapeshift into? Thank you, Big Cow. Well, the first thing I'd like to shapeshift into is, is to be a cowboy hat. I'd like to be a real nice cowboy hat. The kind of cowboy hat that gets the cowboy guy who's wearing it a real good compliment. You know, like something makes him look downright handsome. You want to ship shape into a cowboy hat? Yeah, I want to ship shape into a, a cowboy hat. Ship okay. shape. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get a lot of compliments. Yeah. You know, because he's going to be walking around all handsome and tan from being outside, except for his neck, because there's a cowboy hat that kept that neck good and protected. And there's all these ladies curtsying and going, ooh, nice hat, cowboy guy. And sometimes I'm kind of graceful about it. You know, I'm like, oh, thank you, ma'am. And, and she's like, what? I'm like, I'm the hat. And then, you know, that'd be funny. That is funny. Just imagine the laughs when I say that. So you're a talking hat. Do you have a mouth? Eh, the mouth just pops up when it wants to. I see. It's not yeah, there yeah. all the time. Yeah. I mean, I don't want my mouth to get all dry from the sun. It's kind of punishing on to be a cowboy hat and have the skin of a possum. You know, I'm just going to be a hat. Yeah. But then sometimes if I'm feeling salty and I feel like the compliment was all me, like if this is a real shabby looking cowboy and he don't deserve no kind of compliment, he just kind of lucked into a nice hat and somebody says, ooh, you look handsome. Then that old mouth pops up and it's me. And he's like, no, I I'm the one who looks good. He's just using me to look good. I look good on him. Give me the compliment. I'm the best part of this cowboy guy. Right. Or you could say, thank you very much. Sorry about the disgusting beast hanging from below my hat hole or whatever. Yes. I don't know how you describe your nethers. That's a good question. I could be like, like, excuse the excuse the, the fleshy dangle that's attached to this nice hat. Yes. He's a bother. Fleshy dangle. That's the name of the cowboy who's uh <laughs> who's wearing you. I'm fleshy dangle and I'm gonna wear you like a hat. Now, cowboys generally, uh, in my experience, like to have a like to have at least one hat mystery going on. So, like a little something hidden in the hat, like underneath the hat, maybe uh, could be a twenty dollar bill, could be a hard boiled egg. Now, what uh, what sort of mysteries would be contained within you as a as a cowboy hat? That's a real good question. Well, of course, I'm gonna leave some treats in that hat so that I don't, you know, I need to munch and stuff. I need to be constantly munching. So I'll, I'll probably leave some cheese it's and some triscuits in there, let them soak up his salty sweat, and then they get more flavorful. Right. And then that's something for the hat to eat. You know, you got to keep, keep your hat happy. Everybody says that. Kind of funny to imagine a cowboy riding out there on the, uh, out on the open trail and uh, his hat is just nibbling away at the top of his head like a, like a horse going after a carrot. Well, yeah, it's probably unnerving at first, but then once you get used to it, you kind of treat it like your horse. You pat it, you go, easy, girl. There you go. Have a, have a cracker.
Big Hal, what's next on your list, buddy? All right, so I've done a philosophical answer to this question. It's time to get practical. It's time to think what I could do in my life to make things better or easier by simply transforming into the perfect object for a common moment. And I think I have just the thing to become in a time of need, Mr. Possum. Okay. And that is an 8-foot, 10-inch hollow iron pole. What? You heard me. 8-foot, 10-inch pole. A pole. A big pole. Big pole. All right. Yeah, big pole. Edgar Allan pole. I've run the numbers on this. I've done the math. An 8-foot, 10-inch pole will not fit tallways, sideways, or diagonally through the sliding doors at Kroger or the plate glass entryways at the mall. If I become a pole of these dimensions, my wife will not be able to get me into a store no matter how hard she may try. I'm never having to go into a store again in my life. Honey, I need you to sit by the broken fountain at the mall while I try on pantyhose at JCPenney. Sorry, no can do, babe. I'm an awkwardly sized pole. I'm sorry to say this because I really do appreciate the sentiment of your transformation. But I see a big hole in your pole plan. Big Al. Oh, oh, there's a hole in my pole, all right. <laughs> it's hollow, so that, uh, you know, make it easier to carry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the problem is, is that that ain't going to work. You know, she's going to just hold it out in front of her like a like a pole vaulter would, and she's going to take it in the store that way. She's just going to say, look out, I got a big pole. Oh, she's going to have somebody hold the door for her, and she's going to joust her way through the front door with it. Yep. Wow. Hope you like joust. Well, I'm glad I ran this by you. And I'm surprised you're the one who discovered this, uh, the, the the hole in my pole. Yep. I suppose I should modify this to where I become, instead of a pole, let's, let's, let's table the pole for a second. Sure. How about I become like a big Tetris piece that is too awkward to angle around a door jam, you know? Mm. It's like got, it's like too wide one way, but then also it's got sort of like limbs hanging off of it where you can't turn it around a door. Right, you're like a big couch that won't fit through certain doors. Yeah. Yeah, a big sectional couch. Or maybe I just become a big lump of stinky goo that the minute I approach the threshold of a store or a retail uh, situation of any kind, I just dissolve into a big lump of stinky goo and my wife doesn't want to take me in anywhere. I think your wife's already quite used to dragging a stinky tub of wet goo around the mall. I'm sorry, what do you what do you mean by that? I'm talking about you. You're the goo. I'm roasting you. Oh. I'm roasting oh, you, yeah, but yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, That's true. That's true, and that's very funny. Uh, that's what buddies do. Yeah, you toot toot. That's what buddies do. We make each other feel bad, and then we slap each other real hard in the back when it stings your skin. Yep. Mr. Possum, what's the next thing you want to transform into? You know them little lizards that get to running so fast, and they got them bow legs? And they run so fast they can run on top of water. Yeah. I want to be that kind of lizard. But I just want to be that lizard for those running on water moments. Running upright like a person. That's all funny. Right. And I want to be the lizard for the rest of his life. There's a lot of moments in his dry little life that I don't want a part of. But if I could just turn into a little lizard to run across water for some chuckles, absolutely. That is like the most glorious moment in any lizard's life. Yeah, it looks like a thrill. Yeah, he's like he's such a little rock star for that just brief passage of time. 
For sure. And I think I could even amp that up. I could strap a little guitar to me so I could run around shredding, doing some solos while I'm running on top of the water. Yeah. How tight is that? Mr. Possum, I can't tell you how bad I would like to see one of those lizards strum a guitar while he runs across the water like that. I mean, that right there, that's jib-jab gold. I mean, put your dad's face on the lizard, give him a guitar, and have him run around the water. I'll take my million dollars, please. Yeah, get jib-jab on the horn. If that's how you reach them. Uh, Jib Jab, it's me again. I've got another idea. What's next on your list of things people to be, Big O? <laughs> things people to be. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, I've done the philosophical and the practical, and it's time to have some fun. Oh, yeah. With my third shape-shifting fantasy. And by fun, I mean nosing around in other people's business. Spying, dropping eaves, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, peeping. You're peeping. Well, don't don't say peeping, Mr. Possum. You're peeping with the enemy. Peeping is bad. Don't say peeping. Mm-hmm. That's a weird hair to split. It's what spines okay, but peeping's no good. What's wrong with peeping? All right, let's not litigate the ethics of peeping versus spying right now, Mr. Possum. I just want to be able to be around people while they have no idea I am there. And I've considered what object is the least conspicuous thing that might get me into the most types of environments. Okay. What would you not think twice about if you saw it on the sidewalk, out in the desert, on the front porch, in an elevator, in line for the club, What simple thing could be strewn about in all these situations and no one would even mention it's there? What is so mundane and so ubiquitous that it could be anywhere and people would not think twice? And I think I've got it. Okay. It's one of them e-scooters. Oh, an e-scooter. That you're always having to step over when you uh, curb your dog. Mm -hmm. One of them e-scooters. A bird scooter or whatever they're called now. Mm-hmm. I just turn into a bird scooter, fall over, and wham, I'm as invisible as a crystal Pepsi. Sounds like a plan. Oh, dang it. I nearly tripped over this bird scooter in the living room. My son must have come home early from school. Nothing to worry about here. Yeah, and then she starts undressing. Oh, no, she doesn't. No, she does not, Mr. Possum. She starts, uh, I, I don't know, re- revealing like, uh, old family recipes or maybe her darkest secrets or something. Yeah, right, Big Al, sure. Uh-huh. But, you know, a good side benefit of being a bird scooter is I would be able to make a little extra cash on the weekends. You know? Scooting around. <laughs> what? I'd, I'd have my own scooter. I, I'd be able to do a little work, easy work on the, on the weekends, make a little extra money being a, a rentable e-scooter. Now, I suppose I'd have to get my own app and, and brand. Uh, yeah. I'd have to hang out by the other scooters and hope somebody picks me and downloads my special app mm-hmm. while his friends all scoot away on the other ones. Yeah, this isn't sounding as good as I, uh, as I put it together in my head now. Kind of sounds like a drag. I mean, we're shape-shifting, baby. We ain't trying to make money. You know, the money ain't got nothing to do with this. This is joyriding. Mr. Possum, I'd love to hear another thing you would like to be if you could shift your shape. Well, you're right. You got to put a lot of thought into what you're going to shift into. This is not sloppy magic. You've got to put a lot of thought into it. 
And of course, I did with this next one. Okay. I'd like to be a frog with really long, glorious hair. I'm talking like Kurt Russell's hair, like peak Kurt Russell, big trouble, little China, the thing. Yeah. But you want to be a frog. But I want to be a frog. Wouldn't that be funny? See a frog combing his hair, looking all handsome. That does sound funny. I'm a little curious why you wouldn't just want to be Kurt Russell with Kurt Russell hair. Why not be peak Kurt Russell? Oh, I mean, because Kurt Russell can't do the. He's not as free as a frog. A frog gets all the benefits of being a frog, like eating bugs and screaming at night. Yeah. And just kind of having that big, bulgy, funny throw. And Kurt Russell's got none of that. I see. I want that hair, too. I want it. I could still be handsome, but I get the bugs. Right. Now, I think you would pretty quickly establish yourself as the coolest frog in the pond. Oh, yeah. Is the purpose of the hair to ingratiate yourself in, like, human society as a frog, or is it to impress the other frogs? Both. Is it to make yourself the king of the frog? Everyone's going to love me. I'm going to aim higher for being king of the frogs. I think when everybody sees me, they're going to be like, uh, can we just stop everything and just give this guy everything we have? I just want to party so bad with that uh, long-haired frog. Yeah, they're going to want to party with me. I look like I, I like a good time, because I do. I've got long hair. I can jump around. I've got a mouth full of bugs right. that won't quit. As a frog with Kurt Russell hair, do you try to avoid getting it wet when you jump in the water? Oh, no, that's the best part is to get in the water and then get out slowly and use my little frog hands to kind of push the hair out of my face, kind of like a Sports Illustrated model getting out of the pool. Right. That'll be the best part. And then I, I take the, the french fry right out of your mouth with my sticky tongue. The end. Walking in slow-mo while the cars are playing. Mm-hmm. There's a particular car song that would go well with that. Boy, what a time we've been having shifting shapes tonight. That's fun to be other things and people and stuff. Big Al, what's next on your list? Uh, next up for me is not an inanimate object. Oh. In fact, it's quite an animate object. It's a person. Mm. And he's a person who doesn't exist yet, but I'm excited to meet him when I become him. Okay, who is it? Bigger Howl. Bigger Howl? Bigger Howl. I feel like this is fairly self-explanatory. Bigger Howl is Big Howl, but bigger. Hmm. Stronger. Wider hmm. shoulders. Okay. Bigger feet. Bigger hands. Nice big plump hiney on the boy. Hmm. Head could probably stay the same size. Might look normal, actually, on somebody about a quarter larger than me, you know? Sure, yeah. So you're just like a... You're a Hulk version of Big Howl. You're hulking out. Yeah, I guess I'm... I guess it's basically would be me hulking out. Mm. But it's Hulk without the temper and without the green skin. Oh, that's that's all Bruce Banner ever wanted. Are, are you concerned that he's going to be jealous of you? <laughs> I, that is a concern. I mean, imagine you're Hulk, and a guy hulks out next to you at the gym or whatever, and he doesn't turn green. He just looks like a big hunk. Mm. Hulk would get so angry at that. He would get so envious. He might turn green. 
and Hulk out. Mm -hmm. And then the more mad he gets, the more green he gets. It's funny that green is the color of envy, and that's what Hulk turns into. Like he's already jealous, mm -hmm. you know? Yep. And he's probably envying your, your self-control. I mean, that's the real thing, isn't it? Yeah. I'm just calm. I can still speak in complete sentences mm -hmm. once I blow up. You only smash what you feel like smashing. You don't have to come to it later on and be like, oh, what did Hulk smash? Yeah, you don't have any of that stuff. Right. I don't have the Sunday morning gloomies or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. He's going to hate you. I hope you're ready to fight Hulk. Yeah, I'm the villain in a Hulk movie just from being like a, nor a normal guy. Mm -hmm. He just makes him so mad. Yep. Mr. Possum, I would love to hear the next thing you want to be able to transform into. I'm going to be a floating plate of hot, cheesy nachos that you can't have. I'm going to float around and fly. I'm going to smell real good and have all the fixings. Basically, there's no bad bites. Every bite is perfectly layered with cheese and sour cream and beans and other things. And everybody's going to want me, but they can't have me. What do you think of that? Uh, can I have a bite of the nachos? Sure, let me just float over to you. Go ahead and, go ahead and have, a, have a chip. I usually don't let people do this, but have a chip. Okay, all right, that sounds great. And these look like great nachos, and they smell oh, they terrific. Are. They're better than they smell. Go ahead and reach out. I want that one. Right. Oh, what? sorry about you. Can't touch me. You can smell me, but you can't have one. This is a cruel sort of game, Mr. Possum. Yeah. Turning yourself into a plate of delicious hot food that does not appear to get cold or soggy. And then just float around while everybody drools and stares at you. Hmm. It's no more cruel than... A Yankee candle that smells like a cinnamon roll. I mean, people buy those. Yeah. Why would you do that? Why would you want to smell something delicious that you can't have? You're just licking the air like a snake, just wishing you could have that cinnamon roll. Sad. Here's another question about your hot nacho, uh, about you being a plate of floating hot nachos. Sure. How fast can you move? How fast can you travel? Can you shoot through the air? At uh, the speed of sound, can you travel long distances? That oh, might yeah. be a reason to transform into the hot nachos. There's no limit to what I can do as that plate of hot nachos. And the best part is that I stick to the plate. I'm not going to just go flying in the wind. Right. And all my chips and stuff go flying everywhere. No, I'm just one piece. This offers a great opportunity for us to find out what happens to nachos when they hit the speed of sound. You know, there's going to be a sonic boom, mm -hmm. but like... What happens to that melted cheese? It just gets hotter and more appealing. It's pretty pretty simple. I mean, I just get hotter. The pickled jalapenos become even more tangy. Yes. Something about breaking the speed of sound makes a jalapeno pepper more spicy. Yeah. I think Stephen Hawking said that in one of his books about physics. It's the heat seeker principle. Yes. the last thing on your list, Big L? Well, the last guy I would like to be able to transform into, and I think you might uh, expect this is the kind of thing 
I might say, for my final shape-shifting fantasy, oh, right? Oh, no. Buddy. What? Buddy. What? Don't do Burt Reynolds. Don't do that. Hmm. And don't try to get away with it by doing a more obscure Burt, like Gator or Striptease or something like that. It's still tired. You know it's still tired, right? You can't be Burt Reynolds. It's t- you think it's tired to say that I would like to be Burt Reynolds? Mm-hmm. It's too expected. And you think I was going to say Burt Reynolds? Yep. Well, Mr. Possum, you could not be more wrong. Oh, I'm delighted. I don't want to be Burt Reynolds. That's a nightmare to me, Mr. Possum. Is it? You know who the only person on earth is who doesn't get to enjoy the work of Burt Reynolds? Burt Reynolds. You know who's the only person on earth who d- who could never ride shotgun with Burt Reynolds driving? Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds, yeah. So that is not who I would like to be. I'd like to hang out with Burt Reynolds, sure. But I don't want to be him. So you're going to be like Jerry Reed, snowman, huh? Nope. Here's who I want to transform into, Mr. Possum. You at home. Not you, not me. Mr. Possum. Of course not. You wouldn't want to be You him. at home. Our loyal listener. You listening right now. That's right. I want to be you. Wouldn't it be cool to get inside the mind of a fan of us, Mr. Possum? Yeah, you're right. A fan of the show. To feel what it's like to enjoy this instead of, you know, it being our job or whatever. That's a good point. That's a good point. I would like to kind of appreciate myself for once. Be a good way to sort of focus group ideas as well. Mm-hmm. If you could transform into a listener. You want to be the listener, but what if the listener's like a scary wolfman and you, you got wolfman problems? You got to be more careful with who you shapeshift him to. Just because they listen to the show doesn't mean you want their whole life. Right. Could be a mummy. What if they got some serious problems mm-hmm. at home? What if they got a lot of baggage? What if they're part octopus? Mm-hmm. Right. They're all got them wet, slippy legs. Well, write in if you're part octopus. Tell us what that's like. That'd be interesting to hear about. Uh, Mr. Possum, what's the last thing you would like to shapeshift into? Well, I'd like to be a a smaller, more adorable version of Hal Dottie. You, I'd like to be a little little Hal Smaldy, if you will. Hal Smalley. Mm Mm-hmm. Like a a pocket-sized buddy. Yeah. Like... So sort of the opposite of, of bigger Hal. Yeah. He's got Lid, littler how he's like you, but his voice is all high pitched because his throat is tiny, and he's like the size of a gerbil. Yeah, you know, just make you a little pet. But I would be that. I would like to be the tiny Howl Dottie. Uh, and what would you do with? I, I guess the tiny Howl Dottie would have. Uh, I don't know. His powers would be that he could like fit in a mailbox. Oh, I mean, I'd probably just bug regular size Howl Dottie. I'd probably just really Gulliver's travels the devil out of him. I'd really just. Stand on his chest and wake him up each day. Wake up! Get up! I'd, I'd poke your eyelids and stuff. I'd tie you down. He'd be like, oh, come on, I gotta get up. He'd be like, not yet. Say you stink. Say you stink, and then you can get up and I'll untie you. I'm gonna terrorize you, buddy. Right. You're gonna hate it. Well, I'm, I'm gonna have the spray gun on the hose, <laughs> and I'm just gonna hose you away from me whenever, uh, whenever I see you coming. Oh, boy. Podcast. Toot toot.